Six in a row. Welcome in Six. to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got AJ and Rudo coming to you as the Avs lose to the Seattle Kraken in their first competitive loss of the season. They only lost by one, and they did that in the last 30 seconds of the hockey game. Yeah. So that sucked. That's uh, That sums up a... Well, it doesn't, actually, because this game was nonsense. Yeah. It's just stupid stuff happening constantly in this hockey game. 60 seconds to break it all down for you, which I'm going to do a terrible job of, but I'm going to try anyway. Abs actually started out pretty good in this game. First five or so minutes, it felt like they had the initiative, but the first period kind of just mired down into some mucky nonsense that... Towards the end of the period, the Avs end up giving up the only goal in that one. <laughs> Yucky mucky. Yucky mucky. Uh, second period was the full nonsense period. Just ridiculous, crazy stuff happening on repeat throughout the entire period, including Arturi Lekkinen getting hurt. Two goals going each way. A great shot from Bowen Byram for one, and a nice read leads to a Nathan McKinnon goal net front for the Avs side of things. Uh, and then the third period. Avs really play a pretty darn good hockey period on the whole. They get it back to tied off a great tip play from Val Nichushkin. And what looks like a game headed for overtime comes up a little bit short off of uh, one net front play where a rebound squeaks out and ends up in the back of the abs net. 4-3 final. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough one for me because I really don't think the abs played poorly on the whole, mm -hmm. but it was just a messy game that resulted in a bit of weirdness here and there. And then the abs just not quite able to get this one to overtime. Mm -hmm. Where are you at with this game? How much are you blaming the abs? How much credit are you giving the Kraken? Obviously they, they won the game. They deserve credit. Yeah, a little bit of both. But 50, 50 split. Sure. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, um, it, I don't ever like the first thing. The first thing that I always say always comes across as I'm blaming the game on this thing. And that's never actually the case. Yeah, there was a lot of different elements that brought the game to the final score that it ended up as tonight, but. Yep. My initial takeaway was that Ivan Prozvatov was awful. I agree. And, and like, that's not to say that he didn't make a single good save along the way. There were, you know, he had a couple of really nice saves on breakaways. I mean, this is the problem for me. He Because he did. In the first period, I think he had two very nice odd man rush slash breakaway saves. But those saves don't matter if you don't make the ones you're supposed to make. Yeah, because you look at all four of those goals, and there's a, there is something on all four of them that you don't like. Totally, you don't look at any of those four goals and say, "Wow, that's a great shot." What yep. a, what is a goalie going to do differently there? All four you look at and say, "There's something that he could do differently." Yep, and that's tough. I mean, that's hey, like you have a different set of expectations for a backup goalie than you do a starting goalie for sure. If that's Alexander Georgiev and Net, uh, I'm absolutely burying oh, him yeah, with that kind of performance. Totally. But, um, you know, you expect less from Prozvatov, but he's a major part of why this went the way that it did. It, we say a he's ton not of the, the only reason. He's not the only reason. Of course not. No, and, and we'll get into some of those reasons. Believe me, we will. 
But if we're starting here, we say it all the time. This league is usually a race to three. Yeah. It wasn't tonight. It was a race to four. Yeah. And Prozvatov was just one worse than the guy on the other end of the ice. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's different for a goalie than a skater because, one, the backup goalie is only going to play 20 games, 25 games, something yep. somewhere in there, barring injuries, you know, or if he even plays that many, right? Like, you don't, you just don't know. But, yeah. I mean, the first goal is bad. Yeah. I mean, he's way off the angle. The Just, to, yeah. This Beneers goal. The second one the, on the power The second play. one goes through him. I mean, that's not a special shot at yeah. all. Yeah. And you know, the, the the fourth goal is more about the rebound. And, sure. And, and the thing with all of these goals is they are not solely on Prozvatov. No. There are serious problems in front of him that lead up to it. It, but that's like why you employ a goaltender. Right. That's what that guy does. When the other guys make mistakes, he's still in net to stop the puck. Right. And that was just, that's for my first takeaway was that Prozvatov, all four goals. I look at Prozvatov and say, there's an obvious thing that well, and, and I have, I have problems. And with. that's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, you know, if he lets in two goals that aren't great, you say, well, you know what? He only let in two. But when you're yeah. talking about four goals, you need one of those back. Yeah, and certainly that fourth goal you really, really, really don't like because you've got four guys essentially covering two, and somehow that's not enough. Yep. Puck gets through them anyway. Yeah, but. and and it's a it's such a soft rebound, like such a soft rebound off of Prozbatov that it's like, <laughs> Jesus, man. Yep. But you also did, you have four guys. Right in that circle. Right there. Not defending it's, anyone yeah, effectively. And, and nobody yep. picks up the guy that leaks out on the game-winning goal. That's yep. unacceptable defense. Totally. And and Gerard's the closest guy, so you say that's on you. Where are you? Yep. If you were close enough to almost get there, you, you should have picked him closer up. closer and you're you, there. Yeah. You should have picked him up, man. Yep. Totally. Just ridiculous. It, it, and it goes, you know, without saying that up and down the lineup, you look at some of these plays. Devon Taves all night. Just brutal. It, it, funnily enough, he ends up on the game tying goal for the Abs with a nice shot, but yeah, it was so not many, handling the puck so well many at silly all. Mistakes, yeah, man. that you're just sitting here going, the Abs are making their life really tough, and and it's not. There are plenty of teams in the NHL where you can make a lot of mistakes and get away with it. Seattle isn't one of those teams. Yeah, they will make you pay for those. Yeah, types well, of Seattle mistakes. Seattle struggles so much to create a lot yep. of good looks through certainly through transition. They're not a very good transition team. Yep, uh, and they have to win off of cycle. And the, the way that you win off of cycle is exactly what we saw, where on that game winning goal, especially yep. of they work it in deep. Yeah, they just they just outwork you, and you play piss poor defense. Yep, and that's all it is. And you lose because of that. Yeah, and then a soft rebound gets kicked right to a guy, and he just puts it into an empty net, and you're like, okay. Yep. Just uh, in those those regards, you just need better. You talked about it on the second goal with Beneers. Devontae's has got to get to that guy. Yeah, what are you doing? He just watches him skate in completely. And I get it's a penalty kill. I get you can't cover everything, but it's pretty routine stuff for when you see a guy from the point start walking in. You meet him at the top of the circles. That's as far as you let him get. And yeah. Beneers gets all the way to the face off dot. Yeah. 
He gets cleanly in there, and then the shot is nothing. Yeah. That's not a special shot, and the way that Prozvatov reacts to it, moves his arm yeah, out he, of he the goes, way. He moves his arm up, yeah. and the puck goes, whoop. Creates the seven hole that it goes in. It's yep. insane. Yep. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Because you're looking at that, and you're saying that's bad process, and that's bad goaltending. Yep. You have a problem with all of it. A recipe that it's hard to win. Yeah. When you're bad process and bad goaltending. Yeah. And you do, like, you do have... You have a little bit of bad luck along oh, yeah. the way. Too, sure. You know it's, that first your first goal against Miko Rantanen drops his stick, yeah, gets it, it hacked out of his hand. It, just, it, it, it looks, ends up on the he ice. He lost control of his stick, and he's going to pick it up, and the guy that he's marking ends up with an open shot. But yep. look at where Pros, Pros for top doesn't even track the puck. Yep. He doesn't know it's there. Yep. He's looking in the corner as the guy's shooting it. It's it's just like, this is bad. Well, and I think that is also bad. Well, I think that shot sums it up too, right? When you see that goal get scored, it's usually a great shot that goes barring in on the far side. Yeah. That thing hits squarely in the net. Yeah. On that side of the, the net. And it's yeah, just, that's because you have to, because goalies come out and cut down that angle. Yeah. There should so be nothing to shoot at. There. The only place you can get it was over this shoulder. Yep. And Prozvatov, because Prozvatov was pushed up against his post, he's and he's looking into the corner. That side, yeah. He's not ready for a shot over here. So it's, he's, it's just bad. It's bad goaltending. Yeah. And it's bad defense yeah. to let a guy just shoot from there. Yep. And again, Ranton and losing his stick is why that it's what creates that opportunity. There. For sure. But you just need it. Yeah. Uh, you just need better. Need better. Yeah. Gotta pick your, you pick whoever you want. You need better. Yeah. I think that's a fair way to put it. It's. Uh, I asked this the other day, but against Seattle alone now, it's nine straight games that they've given up the first goal. Yeah. Their last handful, they continue to give up the first goal. Is this a... Is this a problem? Yeah, of course. Is it of course one, it's a problem. Let me ask you this way. Is this a problem that they can solve, or is this a, hey, they really started this game pretty well, eventually it'll come? Or is there something that they can be doing better? I mean, the, the easy answer is just score. Because in this game, they did start really well. And they, they had control of it. Yep. You know, the, against, uh, like in Vegas, you kill two penalties, and then they start playing yeah. really well. Yep. Against New Jersey, the Devils jump all over you. And then you start playing really well. This has just not been... Great. Yeah. Yeah. The start of games just haven't been good enough. I don't think they've been atrocious or anything. Me They're either. not getting run out of the building. They're not getting yeah. bodied. But when you do give up the first goal every game, you chase. And then it turns the second goal into that much more important. Yep. Which And all of that shit happened tonight, and you're still at 3-3 with six yeah, minutes to play in the third. you still gave yourself a chance to win the game. Yeah. And it's not even, I think especially when you look at the metrics for the second and third periods, the Avs really played pretty darn well on paper. And it just doesn't matter when you make dumb mistakes and you don't get a good save here and there. But I don't know. I don't know how you fix some of these issues other than just start Georgiev tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality here is that you're going, things are going to happen. You're going to need saves along the way, and then get them. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, do want to talk about the other side of it as well. Because if I'm being honest, I don't think five of the six guys on the decor played particularly well tonight. The only guy who I really felt had a good game, and I know McCarr's metrics are like ridiculous, but I mean, big shocks over Yes. The only guy I really felt had a good game tonight on the defensive end was Bowen Byron. And he was gr- really going. Great for Bo. Had yeah. got the Avs first goal, an awesome goal, absolute snipe from him. Yeah. And even he ends up getting an instigator late in the game that potentially could have cost the Avs the game. Well, it kind of saps your momentum because you've just tied it. Yep. You're going down. You've dominated the period. Up to that point, Seattle had one shot on goal in the third period. Yep. One. When the Avs tied the game, the Kraken had one shot on goal. So you have all the momentum. You're rocketed rolling. And the reason that Byram gets it, you love. He's defending Cogliano, who gets rocked again. Yep. You don't. I mean, time and place is is probably that conversation. Does not cost you. You kill it. But it flips that. It takes that momentum away from you. Because building is rocking, you're feeling really good. You've tied it up. You're you're really, you're you're dominating the third period. You're controlling things. I I would say this. Don't did not love it, but understand it, especially in a random game in November. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Yeah, you know, if you're doing that in March and you're in a battle for a playoff spot. Way bigger problem with yeah, it than like time, but time and place. Yeah, and and it's not the worst thing in the world to add how do you however you want to put it. Abs are showing teams, hey, they're not going to take that. If you throw a big hit, we're going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. At at least at a certain level. Usually, I don't put a ton of stock in that. Yeah, to be honest with you, but you know, I know some people do. Either way, quality game for me from Bo on the whole, even if it was a questionable penalty to take. Yeah, and really, like, I didn't love Kale McCart tonight, but I didn't dislike him. I, it's a hard conversation with Kale, right? Because the bar is so ridiculously high for yeah. that guy. Yeah, because that guy's best is so much better than everybody else in the league that you're just like, when you when you see like a good game out of him, you're like, man, there was he could have done way more. Yeah, exactly. And then you have a third and pairing. finished with what, two assists tonight? It'll certainly at least one. But then you have a third pairing that continues to be one that you would like more out of. I'll, I'll put it that way. You just yeah. have... No, I think that's, that's how I would put it. Yeah. you. There's just so little faith in that third pairing to do anything effective going the correct direction on the ice. They gave up five shots on goal in the third period. Yeah. Like I said, on paper, they played great. You just need a little bit of help, man. You, Your goaltender made 14 saves on 17 shots at five on five. Even if you throw out the power play one, it's just not good enough. Yeah. I don't know that it's really a whole lot more complicated than that. Yeah, it's just one for Makar, but... Just the one, yeah, sure. When you talk about Manson, yeah, no block shots. Yep, a couple penalty minutes. Yeah, it was not a great Josh Manson night for sure. It was not not a great one. Either way, maybe to get your energy up, you need some hero bread. Go get it yourself at hero.co today. That's h e r o.co today. 
and use the DNVR code over there to get 10% off your Hero Bread. Of course, you can always get it on Amazon, too. That's easier for you. Hero Bread, a fantastic low-carb option for bread that you can actually eat. It's got a ton of protein in it. It's got zero grams of sugar per serving. Fantastic stuff. And it's not just bread. They've got buns. They've got tortillas. They've got all sorts of options that you can use with Hero Bread with whatever you're eating, whether it's burgers, hot dogs, you name it. Get yourself some Hero Bread. Make sure you're eating healthy. Again, head over to Hero.co. Get your order in. Use the DNVR code to save yourself a little bit of money and get yourself eating right. Then, once you got your Hero Bread, make sure you're using your smart brain over at MSU Denver. You can get signed up for spring classes today. They're currently registering for that semester. They have over 90 different majors that you can choose from and even options to choose your own path through to a major if that's what you want to do. With both online and in-person classes, you can set up some of both or one or the other. However you want to do it, MSU Denver has you covered. It's a great way to get back into your education. I know that's what Tiff and I did after going to other schools for a little while. Well, took some time took some time off, I can speak, uh, and then went back to MSU. So go check them out if you haven't. MSU Denver. .edu, get yourself registered up for spring classes today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Do want to talk uh, a little bit more about the top guys today. Where do you feel they played? Was Nathan McKinnon good enough tonight? Was Miko Rantanen good enough tonight? <coughs> McKinnon, I'll say sure. Okay. Quite I liked, mean, had quite a good goal. McKinnon. I I liked him. He got better as the game went on, I would yeah. say. I don't think the first period was great for him. Yeah. And even though they're all coming off of a, like multi-point nights and stuff, like yeah. we haven't really seen them like kick it into gear like, fully. Take over yep. a game in a while. But um, again, statistically speaking, a solid game out of them once again. And Miko, the answer is no. He was so quiet tonight. Yeah. Kind of disappeared into the crowd for me as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I think he didn't get awarded the secondary on the first goal, but that was the closest he did come yeah. to getting a point tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I it's it's tough. I would like a bit more consistency out of those guys. And it's I know it's hard because Miko is on like a ridiculous tear if you look at this season on the whole got like 16 points in 12 games i think or something like that but you need those guys to be there every single night right that's why they're your best players it's as much the consistency as their ability to do extremely cool stuff and ultimately this was a game in which the avs never had a lead yep chasing the whole it's time just hard it's just hard to win hockey games that way Yep. so your top guys, a good job to keep you in and get you back into this game, but not enough to get you over the hump. Now, you look around and you end up playing the second half of this game without one of your top six forwards in Arturi Lekkonen. For the record, I have no problems with that hit. It was just an awkward fall into the boards. Unfortunate for Lecky. Yeah, it sucks. But the Avs do end up having to play half the game without that guy. And you look around the rest of the lineup, and I don't have a good answer for who steps up into that role yeah. in this lineup. Because I mean, Val was already there. 
Well, when you saw Nachushkin there, yep, tonight, and you're like, that's your solution. But he was already there. I mean, inconsistently, but like, yeah, in your top six, no doubt. Sure. So you put him there. But uh, then you have a second line hole to fill. Well, and this is where this is where maybe certainly, obviously, Jonathan Duran comes back into your lineup. Sure. This is really where you probably have to split up Rantanen and McKinnon and yeah. say, okay. We are we are back to this point of we need to drive sec- separate lines, yep, to create that offense. And I think that did kind of show tonight. You just didn't really get a ton out of Ryan Johansson. Yeah, and I really liked Ryan Johansson against New Jersey. Yep. And then this went right back to being a meh game. Yeah. Same as it did for that third line where you're like, yep, impact game, really quiet game. Line on the ice for the goal that cost the game. Too. Yeah, and and I know Chad has asked about it, but I I would agree with you. I don't know what Ross Colton is doing. Yep, there. Like I don't. I just why are, he should be the he should be circling. Yeah, coming around that now. I yep. don't get it, man. Certainly, if he played it that way, the puck can't get through to the net front area. But yep. anyway, uh, it's it's just tough when it feels like your lineup is is this spotted and. And we talked about it in the pregame, a little bit out of place with uh, where does Tomas Tatar fit in this lineup right now? Well, and he looks he looked terrible yeah. again tonight. He didn't do anything with the puck. Um, the few just, opportunities he had to shoot it, he missed wide or did not put a good shot on it. It's Yeah, he's not playing with any speed through the neutral zone. He just looked bad, man. Yep. One, two pieces that... One, too many pieces that look bad tonight, I guess, is the takeaway. I... But... Again, everybody's acting like it's the end of the fucking world right now, man. And it's just like you've lost four of six, and that's obviously bad. Like, yeah, that's bad. Uh, If that's all you look at, big problems. Sure. In terms of losing a game, this is a pretty hard one to take versus the other three were fiascos. You ended up blown out by the end of the Those were fiascos. Tonight, you were 30 seconds away from one point. And who knows what happens in 3v3. Yeah, sure. If it ends up being one or two, whatever. But he probably deserved a bit better fate tonight, even with all these guys you're saying you want more. Man, it's like, we can look at all these guys and say this guy needed to be better. That had to be better. All the team played like dog shit and all this stuff. And I just don't feel that way. I don't feel like it. I don't feel the Avalanche were bad tonight. I they weren't good enough to win, and I'm cool with that. I you make the big mistakes; they end up in the back <laughs> of your net. It, it, great, but I I just don't. I don't think that it was a bad night for them. I don't think the Avs have a as a whole had a bad night. I think there were a handful of bad individual performances. Okay, I mean I think that's usually true. Yeah, and. At the end of the day, I am not particularly worried about this loss. No. I'm not looking at anything in this game and going, oh, this is going to be a long-running problem for Colorado. Yeah. Because you don't get very many game bad games out of a Devontae's. Yeah. You don't get very many bad games as a whole out of Miko Rantanen. If the 75% of the games left in the season are going to be started by Alexander Georgiev. So you're not going to get that many bad games out of Prozbatov simply by he's just not going to play that many of them. Yeah, and then a guy that when he gets back in needs to play better. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's not that. And, and like the Avs power play got two opportunities tonight, and they were both awful. No, the, it's not like it's that. That may be the one thing I'm looking at and going, "What the hell is wrong with the power and, play?" And the but. PK goal that you give up, the PK goal that you give up, you're not even competitive on. Yeah. So the rest of the PK, you're like, I, I it was fine. The PK was fine, yeah. but the goal that you give up, you're like, this is awful. Just one completely blown coverage. Yeah. So it's. Let's go the other way then. Let's talk about looking at which forwards gave you a quality game. And I want to talk about Valentin Shushkin. <sighs> Where do you end up on that guy tonight? Because there was some stuff that you didn't like. Yeah. But he also ends up getting you the game tying goal. Yeah. And that's when you make. When you make that kind of play, mm -hmm. washes away some of it, the for me. I'm like the you, you break even. Sure. Okay, I can live with that. Yeah, I mean, isn't this isn't this like the entire like isn't that like the the whole Sam Gerrard problem? Is that he makes one or two bad defensive plays here mm -hmm. or there? Yeah, and they end up in the back of his net, but he doesn't do enough offensively to counteract that in the same game. Sure. And that's like that's where his plus minus ends up a problem, and people end up freaking the fuck out about it. Yeah. Like, and but with Nachushkin, it's like you wanted more, you needed a little bit more, and then you got it. The yeah. only goal that he'd had to to date was an empty net goal, and somehow had danced. Yeah. Between all of the raindrops of criticism. Yeah. So yeah, you needed a moment like that from him. You needed something like that from from a guy like that, and they got it. For them to not turn around and win that game sucks. But that's not on him. Oh, no, 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 no. Obviously not. But I, but, but yeah, like I, I was frustrated with him for most of the night. And I'm saying you need a, you need a vowel moment. You need a vowel moment. You need yeah. something from that guy. And you get it. Yep. And so at the, at, at the, by the end of that game, I'm like, we're fine. Yeah. I, that's what you needed from him. We're good. I was happy with it too. Um, I really don't even think his game on the whole was that bad. Yes, I agree. He had one or two mistakes where you're going, you just need better from that guy. Yeah. But he had shifts where he was running dudes over, where mm -hmm. he was taking pucks away. <laughs> that penalty he took was hilarious. Not his best moment for running a dude <laughs> over, but... <laughs> if only they'd had that at the end of regulation. <laughs> Somebody running over Oliver Bjorkstrand, they wouldn't have given up that goal. It's true. Where were you, Ross Colton? Needed you in that moment. Uh <laughs> And then the other conversation, I see chat mentioning Tufty's name. I don't think he was particularly impactful tonight. Certainly not as impactful as he was in his first game. Yeah. Is that enough to put Druin back in the lineup for you? Well, the Lekkanen injury is, and that's where. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We have no idea. Yeah, we don't know what the timeline is. And, and just because we've covered the abs for the last couple of years, we I'm just assuming it's bad. You not to know. Yeah. yeah. I used to be the opposite about injuries, and now I'm no longer giving them any, any anybody the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Everyone's dead all the yeah. time. And tomorrow's an off day for everybody, so, so we we'll won't hear until game day. Uh, yeah. Morning skate on Saturday. Yeah. Um, okay. Was was regardless of lacking into Tufty do enough to keep Duran out of the lineup? Not not for me, no. Was, yeah, so let me let me ask you that way. No. If you're looking at a Lecky's out, do you try to get a Pavel back in? Maybe do you try to work some other angle, or is it just still Tufty? I would I would go. Yeah, I would go. I would just put Duran back in. 
and have Tufty stay in the lineup if Lekkonen is out. If sure, Lekkonen's sure. not out, I'd probably swap him back. Okay. Especially against St. Louis. Sure. Not exactly a juggernaut of a team over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is just tough for me with games like this one because especially you look at that second period and you're playing a hockey game that just has no flow to it at all. Yeah. Pucks are ricocheting off of guys both directions. It's, this was not a game like some of the blowout losses the Avs had where they just weren't managing the puck well themselves. It was both teams where it's kicking off of skates, it's going off the ref, pucks are flying through the air. Yeah. Pretty low event game. Yeah, it was. Especially after the first period at 5v5, things really geared way down. Yeah. Um, and way in Colorado's favor. Yeah. The Avs had... Certainly yep. more chances that, that that the first Bjork strangle and the three goal. Yep. I mean, I guess that one, I don't really have a huge Prosvitov issue. That's a that's a guy that you can't leave open. It's the in middle the, of the, in ice, the center yeah. of the ice, five feet in front of him. Like that's a I'll give Prosvitov that. I have no issues there. <laughs> also, bad. not all four. I mean, don't fall over lucky i guess yeah well and then that's like it, they defend it fine in transition yeah. and then to the two guys that collide are lekkonen and bjorkstrand and lecky falls over the top of him and right. slides out of the play entirely and bjorkstrand's sliding forward he yeah. gets back to his feet he's by himself in front does anybody do anything wrong in that coverage not no. really you just ended up in an unfortunate you, situation. Yeah, a couple of guys had a had a had incidental contact, and one of them got up and was still in the play. It, yeah, yeah. Was, was able to reach. And you could see Max frustration because he gets there, the stick is there. He even gets it involved, and Bjorkstrand shoots through it. And you're like, everybody's like, no, <laughs> like a half second, a half second. So, yeah, it was tough. And that's, you know, I, that, that's the difference sometimes between scoring yeah, and not. And I mean, totally. Not taking anything away from Seattle. Bjorkstrand scores the goal. Yeah. I, again, Seattle went out there and won this hockey game. Like, not taking mm. anything away from those guys. And what oh, happened I'd, there? I hadn't seen the signatures and I just remembered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, for me... The one thing I will say, and I know, again, the metrics looks good in the Avs' favor. Yeah. I feel like they could have done a better job making Grubauer make tough saves. Yeah, of course. And there were a couple. The McKinnon chance in the second period that doesn't yeah. go in is a great save from Grubauer. Colorado, Colorado tonight was way more about quantity over quality. Yeah, uh, you can enough. look at You can look at the chances and all that stuff tonight and say there's just not enough of it. And for me, that's a pretty easy assessment. And, and I'll give Seattle some credit there. They're a team who always puts a lot of bodies in the box and makes that's it hard they do to get well. there. They limit yeah. those chances. The Avs, it, I think maybe the most frustrating part of this result is that the Avs kind of play Seattle's game, yeah. but, but play it better and don't and get, the, don't get and the bounce don't get or the get the win or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. And that's I think that's where you end up really uh, Fr like, upset with like it. frustrated yeah, sure. that that's a game that gets away from you i think that's fair and if it weren't for three really really bad losses like this bad losses be big you'd be looking at, at this yeah. going you lose a couple of these every year and every one of them feels like death because you probably should have won you were you were the better team not by a ton this wasn't like a stolen game 
but especially to lose in the last 30 seconds when yeah, you'd had such a good third period. That's that, the thing for me. That one really. It's the it's the way they lose in the last 30 seconds that, yeah. that stings. If not for that, I think this game is honestly pretty forgettable. Yeah. But to be that close to at least getting a point out of it and not getting there, yeah, that stings a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just tough. You get that one point, how... How I much mean, better do you feel? People, people are, you get one point, you still lose the game. You're like, hey, got a point. Yeah. I, if I got, if the Avs got one point out of this game, I would be totally fine. Like, I'd be on this podcast like, ah, they got a point, you know, whatever. It would be like, that sucked. Yeah. But they played pretty well. And instead, it's like, this feels bad. They play this team one more time, and then you don't have to watch this awful, sludgy, bounce-ridden hockey ever again this <laughs> yeah. year, and you can be done with it. Yeah. But instead, always, they end always up Always a slog against those guys. Yep. I saw some people talking about Dave Haxtell out-coaching Jared Bednar. And, like, that means Dave Haxtell is the greatest coach in the NHL because every Seattle game looks this way. Yep. Against every team. Yeah. Regardless of style, this is what Seattle drags you into a rock fight. That's how they play. Yep. And then sometimes they throw rocks better than you do. <laughs> I'm trying to picture two hockey teams on the ice having a rock throwing contest now. It would. Uh, how big are the in, rocks? In my like, in my brain, it's like the uh, news anchors wars from Anchorman. Okay, where they're all in the alley so who's and they got all the have the trident. Like, yeah, and... exactly. Like and Bjorkstrand had the trident tonight. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, whether you think the Avs played well or not, a loss like that probably makes you want to drink. So. Go get yourself some Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get eight different kinds on tap down here at the bar. Come hang out with the loud people who were hanging out tonight. It was awesome. They were very upset. Yeah, I mean, that part wasn't awesome, but it yeah. was awesome, that passion. And they having, were in it. They were into it, man. Yeah. They wanted it. Having the homies down here to really uh, go hard. It was awesome. If you're not local, Breck Brew is also available in all 50 U.S. states. Who's a Breck Beer locator online at breckbrew.com to find it near you. Also, the Broncos gang is going to Circa. They're taking on the Raiders in Vegas. You can get that in on fun. part of that trip. What's that? So that might be fun. I mean, the Vegas part will be fun. The Raiders and the Broncos aren't great teams. Neither of them. Uh, so Who knows what's going to happen with the Raiders now? New coach bump? Yeah, you, you never know. You never know. Not having Josh McDaniels has never been a bad thing for anyone. Oh, my God, San Jose. <laughs> Let's go, Sharks. Ah, but you can get in on the DNVR trip to Vegas and a stay at Circa today. You also have the chance to uh, win tickets to that trip. If you come down to the bar on the 18th of November, we'll be giving away some tickets to that. So jump on that. Of course, anytime you're going to Vegas, you can hit up mm. Circa and use the DNVR code to get 20% off your stay. So be sure to check it out. Be sure to get involved. The Avs uh, will be going out there again at some point, I think. Or are they at home twice? I don't remember. I don't know. Who knows? Either. They might be out there for the conference finals for all I know. Man, so. I do not look that far into the future Me when either. it comes to the schedule. Me either. One week at a time. One way or another, if you're getting out to Vegas, make sure you're using Circus Sports and staying with the fam. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I don't know, man. I don't have a ton else to say about this game. It was really pretty straightforward i don't think you have a ton of uh, x's and o's to dig into you don't They're have really 
No, man. There really isn't like a. I don't know. This was. This is. This is like one of the. the these losses are so frustrating every year because, again, I don't think the abs were terrible tonight. Yeah. I don't think they were garbage. I don't think that they were. I like. I don't think they were the significantly worst team. I don't think that they earned the loss in terms of like. Well, Andy, but play good hockey. So what can you say? When you have a three-three game and the metrics are what the metrics are, where yeah, they're in Colorado's favor, but not significantly so, to the point where you're like, oh god, how could they lose that? It again, it's just the way the loss played out. Yeah, if Seattle if Seattle man, scores five minutes great. into the third period and win this game four-three, this game is completely forgotten about by the end of November. Nobody remembers it. Same the other way. If the Evs ended up winning this game 4-3 or whatever, I yeah. don't think you had... There's not like, oh, remember that one game against Seattle this year that really put us... It's No, it was just a pretty normal NHL regular season game that gets logged on the win-loss column, and that's about it. Yeah, and the night that it happens, everybody sucks, and... Yeah. You know, none of the new guys are any good and the stars are overpaid and they're not motivated anymore because they, they won their cup and they all got big contracts and, I just, you know, I just you don't have any good goalies I just don't and all of your defenders are bad. Me. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think their backup goalies any good. I don't either, but I mean, like... But the rest of that stuff, I just didn't see it tonight. Like, me neither, man. I, it, it wasn't like having examples of the Vegas game, of the Buffalo game, of the Pittsburgh game, where you watch a team get down early and then phone it in for the second half of the game. Yeah. That was not at all what this was. Mm-hmm. It was really a pretty darn good effort from Colorado that... It's like a solid game where if you win it, you're like, cool, you won that game. Yeah. It's not a dominant win. You didn't blow them out. You didn't get blown out. You didn't get embarrassed. You just lost a hockey game. Yep. You lost a one goal game with 32 seconds to play. Yep. <laughs> that's I'm, a that's a the way that it happened is way worse than what happened. Good way to put it. I like that. And that just doesn't feel good. No, it it sucks. But also, they're going to go out and play another game in 2 days. And if they win that one, Things will feel good again. Yeah, and like I get that the losses have been bad this year, but they are eight and four. If this is like turmoil for the season, it's fine. Easily in second place in the central division. It's I don't know. It's just not outside of the immediate emotion of wow, that really was a bad way to lose, and I feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about this hockey team. Oh no, dude. <laughs> You look around the NHL, and there are teams that are in deep trouble. You're watching they Edmonton like, lose to San Jose right now. They have, like, like deep problems. Yeah. And when you start sorting through all of Colorado's games, and you're like, yes, the losses are bad. We agree on this. But what do you look like as an – as a, what, are, what are the numbers between, you know, beneath the surface? What are the underlines? What are the shot metrics? Yep. On an individual level, on a team level, how do things look overall? They look fine. Yep. They actually look pretty good, but I'm not going to get into that tonight. The, the funny It's just that they're not in a bad place. Eight and four is just not a bad place to yeah. be. They're in a bad division, so there's nobody running away from them. They are one point behind Dallas. Three now, I think, because Dallas won tonight. The Avs came in with the lead. So, Oh, were the, were, was Avs up one? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Then, then it'd be one point. Yeah. yeah, so they're down by one. 
to both Dallas and Winnipeg, or they're tied with Winnipeg. I actually don't remember. Yeah, what I don't know what Winnipeg. Was so anyway, right now you have three teams that are like in that cluster. So they're fine, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, perfectly. This is def- okay. This, you definitely are feeling a lot better at nine and three versus eight and four, but it, the kind of the doom and gloom of this one is a little much for my for for me right now. And I just don't know. Again, remove the way they lost the game. And you can really easily spin this game as a, you know what? The Avs had some problems, but they came back from a two-goal deficit, fought back into this one, made it a hockey game, and probably should have gotten a point out of it. They definitely and they should have, man. It's, yeah. It's, uh, so I really do think there are more positives than people are letting on to this hockey game. That being said, they still didn't win it. Yep. And that sucks. There are some not bad games that you lose sometimes. Yep. This is going to be one of them. And had they win, it wouldn't have been a great one. It would have been good enough. Tonight, just not good enough. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Stop playing pros for top against good teams. I, look. You, I say stop. They did it once. Well, but that's, and almost got away with it. You're, you're allowed to make that mistake once. Especially with the team that he like shut down yep. coming in on Saturday. Sure. Played a good game as much as we thought he looked shaky. Yeah, and there's no doubt, regardless of their record right now, there's no doubt Seattle is the same team as last year. Yep. They are hard to beat. That's two points that you have to earn. Yep. There's nothing easy against those guys. You should have really played a goaltender. That can help you. You're starting goaltender. But and I'm, you know what? So, Again, same right. thing. It's November. Now now this sets up for, all right, you sack, you sack your gift for this game. Yep. Now he's got to go out and shut out the Blues. Yep. Not actually, but like lock it down, dude. Make that win easy for that's your a, skaters. That's yep. a bad offensive team in St. Louis. Don't let them come in and do your thing. Yep. It's it's pretty easy. And I, I look at this Provost thing in some ways the same way I look at the abs, what they're doing with their forward core. They're mixing and matching stuff. They're trying stuff. They're figuring out what they have. You gave Provost a role against the Seattle team, and he wasn't good enough. And now you understand that. Yeah, and now and now you're like, uh, okay, maybe we try and pick our spots a little bit better. And and again, had Georgiev played better against New Jersey, I don't think that this lineup gets goes a start. Down. Yeah, I think that they were probably like, hey, we haven't seen a really good Georgiev game in like two weeks. Yep, let him hit a reset. Yeah, see what he can do on. Yeah, he had an Saturday. entire week off and got completely lit up in Vegas. Has a not great game against. It's not bad against New Jersey. It's, yeah, it's fine. Great. It was well, fine. It was and, fine. And Georgiev will get his crack back at Seattle on Monday. You have to think that he probably gets St. Louis and Seattle, and then because I only do this one week at a time, I don't know any games after me that. either. But whoever else plays after that. <laughs> anyway, only th- play him. That's all I really got. I think we can keep this one pretty short because it was really a straightforward game for me. Yeah, yeah, and like a bummer of a loss, dude. Totally. In the moment, to lose in the last 32 seconds of the game. It always feels sucks. bad. You're 32 seconds. You're one shift away. Yep. Yep. Either Coltner <laughs> Gerard is better on that on that goal against. Or if Prozatov smothers it and the rebound doesn't come out. Or totally. If, yes. If you don't Please. let the puck get that deep in your zone in the first place. A million different things on that shift alone that you get a point out of this game. Yep. But I mean, you're going to lose. You're going to lose games like this all year long. This isn't a oh, lose them now. So you don't lose them later in the year. This is this is hockey. 
Yep. Things happen. Yep. Two of their goals get scored tonight. One, because an Avs player loses a stick and it opens a guy up, and then your goalie doesn't do anything. And the other one, because two guys collide and one guy and gets up and goes wide open and yeah. the other guy doesn't. And that's, that, that's, a, that's two of the goals. Yep. And when some dude's stick snaps in half and the Avs score a goal a week from now against whoever the hell they're playing. Right. Like, that's, uh, like things like that happen in hockey. Yep. It's just part of the game. Yeah. You have to overcome that. And tonight they just weren't. They were one goal short of overcoming it. Despite, again, a good third period. Yep. A good second period. Feel great about <laughs> feel great about the third period outside of the obvious. Yeah, outside of the last second goal. It was really a very, very solid. Even for a team that had to kill multiple penalties. Yeah. In that third period. They were yeah. in full control of it until one play doesn't go their way. Also, for the record, all of this, oh, Seattle has our number. The last nine games between these two, it's five to four. Yeah. <laughs> if that's a team having your number, once again, the abs have it pretty good. It feels like death right now. They're eight and four. So for a team with obvious problems and obviously not at the peak of their powers. <laughs> people forget, Man. I think, because the abs lost the playoff series. I get that. Pretty but if you, if you took game seven of the playoff series and just made it a regular season game that didn't have the implications of moving on in a playoff series about it, and you watch that game, you'd go, wow, the Avs dominated that game. They, yeah. they deserved a much better fate. They did. <laughs> That's what we said that night. Yeah, I know. But all people want to remember is that they lost the series, which is fair. Yeah. Well, like for me, all I ever say is just be consistent. If you're a bottom line person, be a bottom line person. Yep. If you're a process person, be a process person. I'm a process person, so I'm I'm not losing sleep over tonight. Oh, I definitely they were won't they were solid tonight. Not sometimes solid isn't good enough. I, yeah. you're not a hostage of the moment person. I every time I'm a hostage of the moment, I'm so far over the top <laughs> with it <laughs> that I'm just ridiculous, and I feel bad about it later because I'm like I really lost perspective on that. Are you just describing our average chatter right now? I don't think so. I mean, some of them, yeah, but there's lots of there's lots of big picture people in the world I know. too, I, and that's kind of the beauty of sports. You know, Avery's probably not going to sleep tonight because this is the worst night of her entire life, but she'll be back in two days. She'll be back <laughs> watching again, and that's the beauty of sports, man. Yep. They just roll right on. The worst night of your entire life so far, and how? Yeah, crazy, <laughs> crazy accurate, <laughs> and that's you know. How you're going to feel about it is how you're going to feel about it. Totally. Like, that's more about how you are as a human and how you process certain things. For me, big picture is best picture. I don't have a problem with that. If you feel upset about this game, totally justified, as long as it's based in reality. It's a shitty way to lose, man. It's a shitty way to lose. What I struggle with with that is, yeah, this was a terrible game. But... If you're going to come out here and say, oh, well, this game means the Avs aren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's, let's yeah. ease up on well, that. Especially in the bit. West right now where you're like, we're at 500 team yeah. is going to make the well, playoffs. You're like Vegas. Right Vegas is awesome. Yeah. They're running Dallas, away with that. Colorado division. look really good. Yep. Winnipeg and Vancouver are off to great starts. Are you buying it? I buy Winnipeg more than I buy Vancouver. And Winnipeg's start isn't as ridiculously white hot as Vancouver's. Right. But, so, but you get yeah. past those teams and you're who's left? You have like Arizona and Nashville scraping for the fourth spot in the central. Like Minnesota hasn't looked very good. Yeah. 
The Pacific Division is... Ugh, the bottom of that division is Anaheim. something else. Because Edmonton and Calgary and San Jose are all terrible, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 70 games left is a good way to put it. Whoops. Holy lordy. That's what happened to Lecky on the third goal. Yeah, he got yeeted. Yep. And then taken out of it entirely. Oof. I hope he's okay, because that, that could be the real same. big takeaway if here. If he's is... going to miss significant time, that, that's a yeah, thing. Definitely. Then you start having Patrick Kane conversations. Yes, the West does suck. That's the point. That's why, you know. Yep. I don't know. You've lost four of six, so you've given away some of the 6-0 and o cushion. Yep. But that's why it was so important, because you're going to do that at some point. Yeah. And you're sitting in this 10-game stretch 1-1 one and one now. Yeah. You go out and beat St. Louis on Saturday. You go 2-1 and one on this homestand. Yep. You'd have loved to go 3-0, and oh, but 2-1 and one is good enough. Yep. Go win the next one. If you win all of your homestands, you'll end up pretty good. Yeah. Kind of funny how that works. Yeah. You know, it's not always about the one game. It's, it's about the whole. It's, yeah, it's totality. I saw somebody earlier in chat said, uh, this is why you play a whole season. Amen to that. Uh, if you are trying to get tickets to this upcoming Avs game, game time is the way to do it. You can get the best prices over on game time, especially if you wait till game day. You get fantastic ticket deals. Wow. Especially with code DNBR, you get $20 off your first purchase with game time. Join the 15 million people that have used game time to get their tickets and save yourself some money. Uh, tons of ways to do it. You can get the section selector where you pick the section. Game time picks the seats. That'll save you 18% on average. Uh, and you can also do all sorts of other crazy stuff. If you find tickets cheaper somewhere else, game time will reimburse you 110% of the price. So you actually make money basically at that point. Uh, it's a great app if you haven't checked it out. And it's not just for hockey or basketball or sports. You can go to concerts. You can go to speaking events, the theater, whatever. Game time has you covered. So download the game time app today. Use that DNVR code to get 20 bucks off. Big fan of speaking events. Are you really? As an adult, I've gotten a lot more into that type of stuff. Caring about what interesting people have to say about things that I don't know a ton about. Sure. So going and listening to people talk about something that I do know a lot about is a lot less interesting because I would rather learn something new. Yeah. From something where I'm like, this is an expert in this field. I'm going to go and do this. So not even making fun. I'm, I'm, yeah, I no. think that's great stuff. If you own a venue where people might speak, make sure your roof is good with Red Hawk Roofing. Uh, it could also be your home, business, whatever it is. Red Hawk Roofing has your back with incredibly quick response times, and they're available 24-7. So if a, re if a leak happens to spring in your roof, they'll give you coverage no matter what. If you haven't checked these guys out, you got to. They have the best materials out there, ton of quality all the way around. They've been doing it for decades here in Colorado. Uh, very, very awesome, especially this time of year as the snow starts to come down. Uh, make sure your roofs are solid and good to go. They'll even give you a free inspection if you give them a call. Costs you nothing to get your roof checked out. Make sure everything's all good up there. Nothing. What? Costs you nothing. Nothing. Nothing means nothing. Good thing for everybody to remember tonight. Nothing means nothing. Everything but the cream of the crop will rise to the top. Are you okay? Yeah, that whole bit's a Randy Savage thing. Okay. 
the nothing means nothing is how he starts it. All right, man. It's a great clip. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Better than uh, rewatching the Avs lose in the last 30 seconds. Grant, Leave really excited for way. me to go home and do that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's the best. Uh, final thoughts, AJ, or are you good? Oh, we have one super chat. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Um, a bunch of a bunch of people have asked us about it since we're not going to do a topic on the whole pod on it. Sure. Um, no, Landis Cox should not have this <laughs> taken away from him. Nothing more than that needs to be said on the topic. I, I felt like I felt like that split into two pretty obvious factions of people very familiar with how the sport operates. Yep. People less familiar with it. I agree. It's a hard no. Yeah. And and the ones that slid over to the, well, I don't know, I'm, I think it's kind of interesting, are the people who are already convinced that Landis Cog is done. Yep. And that, so. That's not. Yeah. That's what I have to say about it. If Landis Cog wakes up tomorrow and says he's retired, then you start having that conversation. But right now, it's an easy no. Uh, one super chat from Vaguely Sober who says, sounded like the cameraman was having an adventure. Oh, dude. The number one dud of the night yeah, was like the camera work. To be fair, if you thought the Avs played poorly, I could get how you could come to that conclusion because you <laughs> couldn't see what was going on on the ice. The puck frequently made its way off screen. Like, not just off screen, like the camera was going the opposite direction of the puck. I'm sure whoever operates that camera is a great dude, but tough night for him. Uh, anyway, we're going to wrap this one up. We appreciate all y'all hanging out, whether it's thinking the abs will be just fine or dooming and glooming. Either way, you know the, uh, the post-game show is, is where to express your feelings about it. Even if you disagree with us on things, that's what makes hanging out so great because people have different opinions. Of course you will. Human nature? Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, people people who have spent their entire lives watching the same sport every single day go onto social media, see the exact same thing, and interpret it completely differently. Yep. For a litany of reasons, yep. whether it be inherent biases, mostly inherent biases. <laughs> you know, so however you watch the game tonight is how you watched it. Yeah. This is how we watched it. And. Now you've listened to us talk about it. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. I like to think we're right a good amount of the time, but sometimes, you know, happy to be wrong. And Ivan Prozvatov actually be a good goaltender. I'm down for it. Don't think I'm wrong, though. Anyway, we're out of here before I make a fool of myself. We appreciate (laughs) y'all. We are off tomorrow, but we'll be back. Saturday. Join us Saturday. Blaze is coming back on the post-game show. Everybody's favorite. Zombie Blaze. So, Zombie Blaze will be here. We appreciate y'all, and we will talk to you in the next one. We all silly like the mayor. 